Good morning, Alex and friends. I'm Grace. Today is Monday, January 29, 2024, and you're listening to Alex's News. In Riverside today, we're expecting a pleasant forecast with a high of 76 degrees and a cozy low of 57.7 as the sun sets. Looking ahead, we have an interesting lineup of stories for you. Firstly, the Biden administration is making headlines with the approval of an F-16 jet sale to Turkey. This decision comes amid escalating tensions with Greece, and we'll be diving into what this could mean for international relations and regional stability. Then, we'll be discussing the IRS and their latest initiative. There's a new pilot program rolling out for a free tax filing software named DirectFile, which is currently being tested in selected states. We'll explore how this could impact your tax filing process and what benefits it could have for taxpayers. Lastly, we will be sipping on some exciting developments from the world of health and science. Recent research suggests that drinking tea may not just warm our spirits but also slow biological aging and potentially extend our lifespan. Although, scientists say more research is needed, and we'll be breaking down what exactly they've discovered so far. Stay tuned for these stories and more on Alex's News. This morning, a significant development has come to light from the world of international relations and defense. The Biden administration has given the green light for a noteworthy arms sale to Turkey, a move that will have reverberations across NATO and beyond. To dive into the intricacies of this development, we're joined by our expert reporter, Ethan. Ethan, what can you tell us about the current situation? Good morning, Grace. Yes, it's quite a consequential decision from the U.S. State Department. As reported by Business Daily, they have approved an arms assistance package for Turkey that includes F-16 jets, a fleet of C-130H aircraft, P-3 aircraft engines, and Bradley infantry fighting vehicles. It's a significant sale that's been informed to Congress and is clearly an effort to maintain a strategic balance within the NATO alliance, particularly between Greece and Turkey, who have a history of tensions. These defense deals are complex and hold a lot of geopolitical weight. Can you clarify the key elements or incidents that have led to this strategic balance approach by the United States? Certainly, Grace. Both Greece and Turkey are pivotal members of NATO with their own sets of regional security concerns. The United States is trying to navigate this delicate situation, maintaining its alliances, and deterring potential conflicts in the region. For instance, the U.S. is simultaneously providing Greece with an arms package valued at $8.6 billion, including F-35 fighter jets and other sophisticated military equipment, as also reported by Business Daily. And there seems to be quite a bit of reaction, particularly in Greece, to the sale of F-16 jets to Turkey. What are the potential implications of these deals? The reactions are indeed telling, Grace. As per ekathamarini.com, the Greek opposition party Syriza has condemned Turkish President Erdogan's aggressive statements post the F-16 sale approval. They're arguing that the Prime Minister Mitsotakis's reliance on the non-legally binding Athens declaration to bolster Greek-Turkish relations is insufficient. Erdogan's remarks seem to have proven Syriza's warnings about potential Turkish provocations. That suggests some substantial unrest in Greek politics regarding these developments. What other related factors should we consider here? It's important to note the wider context. Greece is not just receiving military gear, it's also directly supporting Ukraine amid the ongoing conflict with Russia. 
They're expediting the procedure to provide military equipment such as C-130H airplanes and engines for P-3B Orion aircraft to Ukraine. This move aligns with the massive aid the U.S. has pledged to Ukraine, which amounts to about $45 billion since the Russian invasion. The scale and scope of these arms packages delineate a larger strategy of shoring up defenses and bolstering allies in a particularly volatile region. And the U.S. conditions for this deal with Turkey, are there any details on that? That's one of the pressing questions, Grace. To what extent has the U.S. imposed terms on Turkey, especially considering the complex dynamics in the region? SYRIZA is calling for confirmation on any such terms linked to the F-16 sale and modernization program. This aspect is crucial, and we'll be keeping a close eye on how it unfolds. Absolutely. This is a multi-layered issue with significant implications for regional security and alliances. Ethan, thank you for your insightful analysis on this top story. Always glad to discuss these pressing topics, Grace. Thank you. Chloe, there's some interesting news coming out of the IRS, particularly for taxpayers who find filing taxes to be quite a burden. They're rolling out a new software they're calling DirectFile. Could you fill us in on this latest development? That's right, Grace. The IRS is making a move to make tax filing easier and more affordable with their in-house developed program called DirectFile. Slated for a 2024 launch, this program promises free tax filing to users in 12 states, including some big ones like Arizona, California, and Texas. It's a step-by-step online tool designed with the taxpayer in mind, offering real-time support as you navigate your taxes. This sounds like it could be a game-changer for a lot of people, Chloe. But who exactly is eligible for this pilot program? Initially, the program is quite narrow in scope. It's going to be available to government employees in the participant states for starters. The IRS does have plans to roll it out to the private sector by March, but that's contingent on the pilot success. With the tax season upon us, how does this new tool fit in with the existing ways people can file their taxes? Great question, Grace. Direct file is meant to add to the current options, not replace them. But it does target a very specific demographic, taxpayers with limited income and credits. It's not for everyone, though. For instance, if you have gig economy or business income, you won't be able to use direct file. Ah, I see. Now, considering we're right in the midst of tax season, how is this development timed with the IRS's current activities? The timing is quite strategic, Grace. As the IRS kicks off its acceptance and processing of 2023 federal income tax returns, it's expected that over 128 million individuals will file by the deadline. Taxpayers already have some additional support this year with the IRS upgrading their helpline and the customer callback feature. And let's not forget the improved, where's my refund, tool. The introduction of direct file aims to tackle the frustration over fees from tax services. Fees can certainly add up. Does this mean that taxpayers can avoid them entirely with direct file? In some cases, yes. But direct file is quite specific about eligibility. It's really aimed at those who take the standard deduction and can't claim credits like the Child Independent Care Credit or the Premium Tax Credit. So it's definitely not a catch-all solution. Chloe, can you tell us about the importance of being aware of tax filing deadlines and what could happen if they're missed? Absolutely, Grace. Most taxpayers have until April 15th to file, and it's crucial to be mindful of that. Missing the deadline could result in penalties. Starting early is always a good idea, especially with the free filing threshold at an income of $79,000 or less. 
And remember, Direct File is not replacing the existing IRS free file program which has its own set of rules. All things considered, what does the introduction of Direct File suggest about the future of tax filing and the IRS's approach to assisting taxpayers? It seems the IRS is acknowledging the struggle that comes with tax filing fees and they're taking steps toward simplification and cost saving for the taxpayer. The success of Direct File could lead to more inclusive and user-friendly tax services in the future. Taxpayers should keep an eye on updates through the IRS website or seek professional tax advice to navigate these changes. Fantastic insights, Chloe. It's certainly something for taxpayers in those 12 states to consider and watch out for as they plan their next tax filing. Thanks for giving us the scoop on Direct File. Always a pleasure, Grace. Happy to keep everyone informed. Here are some other headlines. In an unprecedented legal situation, former President Donald Trump faces the possibility of losing his business empire due to allegations of fraud. This case is unique because it showcases the extensive reach of New York's fraud laws. Trump stands accused of committing fraud with his company's financial exaggerations to banks. If found guilty, he could see his companies dissolved by a receiver. Previously, Trump has settled cases related to his nonprofit and Trump University. But this situation stands out as no direct victims or financial losses have been cited. Meanwhile, China Evergrande, the world's most indebted real estate developer, has been ordered by a Hong Kong court to undergo liquidation for its massive $300 billion debts. The CEO has voiced regret, noting that this liquidation order currently only applies to the Hong Kong listed unit. This unwinding process could take years and likely leave foreign creditors with losses, while the Chinese government's influence on the liquidation could contain some of the financial fallout. Over in Yemen, Houthi rebels have ramped up tensions with a series of missile attacks on maritime traffic, even targeting a U.S. warship and a British vessel. The U.S. military is conducting airstrikes against the rebels in response. This escalation has led to a delicate situation with China calling on Iran to intervene, adding a layer of diplomatic complexity to the conflict. Back in the UK, officials are cracking down on e-cigarettes, targeting disposable vapes and candy-flavored products enticing to children. Following a public consultation, measures are set to be put in place, including fines for selling vapes illegally to youths and restrictions on flavors, packaging, and shop displays. Health professionals applaud these actions as essential steps to protect youth from vaping's allure. Lastly, a tragic drone strike in Jordan, attributed to an Iranian-backed group, has killed three U.S. troops and injured dozens more. President Biden has vowed a response to the attack against the small outpost near the Syria-Jordan border. As the first loss of U.S. military personnel from enemy actions in the region since the Gaza conflict, this event raises concerns about escalating military action and regional tensions. That's a quick glance at some of the stories making headlines today. Stay tuned for more updates throughout the morning. And in our health news today, it seems that your daily cup, or cups, of tea might just have more benefits than a comforting routine. A study coming out of China, with an interesting global perspective, is stirring quite the conversation. We have our specialist correspondent, Ethan, here to delve a little deeper into these findings. Ethan, what can you tell us about this recent research? Good to be here, Grace. Well, the study in question, 
which was published in the Lancet Regional Health, Western Pacific, as quite comprehensive and involves participants from two large cohorts, one in Britain and another in China. Researchers have been analyzing how tea consumption might relate to the process of biological aging. Biological aging. That sounds like what most of us are trying to fight off with lotions and diets. Could you explain a bit more about that? Absolutely. Biological aging isn't just about how many birthdays we've celebrated. It's more about how our bodies are functioning internally compared to the average person at the same chronological age. It involves markers like immunity, metabolism, and even cognitive function, and these are the areas the research has been focusing on. Interesting. So what did they find out about tea and its relationship to aging? The researchers found that individuals who drink tea daily showed signs of slower biological aging, which is fascinating. This isn't just about looking young, it's about the potential for a longer and healthier life. The key here seems to be polyphenols, the bioactive substances found in tea. They're known for their anti-inflammatory and antioxidant properties. That's definitely a word we're seeing more and more. Polyphenols. How exactly do they work to provide these anti-aging effects? Polyphenols can have a broad impact, including influencing gut microbiota, which is linked to our overall health. They're also involved in how our bodies handle immunity and even how our metabolism processes what we consume. There's also evidence that they can have a positive effect on cognitive health. That's quite a list of benefits. Now, the study mentions tea drinkers in the UK and in China. Did it find any difference between the types of tea people are drinking around the world? It's a pertinent question. The study found no substantial differences between black tea drinkers in the UK and those who prefer green tea in China. Which means, whether you enjoy black, green, or even oolong tea, you may be gaining these health benefits. And what about the temperature? I know some people like it hot, and some like it iced. Interestingly enough, the temperature didn't seem to affect the outcomes. So it seems your iced tea in the summer could be just as beneficial as a hot cup in the winter. Now, this is intriguing, but are there any cautions or possible side effects that people should be aware of when it comes to tea consumption? A good point to consider. While moderate tea consumption is safe and potentially beneficial, there can be too much of a good thing. High intake of polyphenols can have side effects like reduced iron absorption, and since tea contains caffeine, there could also be related effects like restlessness or poor sleep. So, should we be switching our coffee for tea now? Or is this a call for more research before getting our hopes up? As with many studies, the researchers do call for more investigation to confirm their findings. But what we can take away from this study is that moderate tea drinking, think three to four cups a day, might just be part of a healthy lifestyle. Still, as always, balance is key, and enjoying your cup of tea as part of a varied diet seems like a good move. Balance and moderation sounds like a recurrent theme in these health studies. Ethan, thank you so much for this enlightening segment on the potential benefits of tea. Always a pleasure, Grace. Enjoy your next cup of tea. That's all we have for now. Today's episode was made by Alexander King with GPT-4 Turbo. GPT-3.5 Turbo. The Perplexity API. And the Google Cloud Text-to-Speech API. I hope you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow, Alex.